Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. And today we are discussing the film Words and Picture, starring Clive Owen and Juliette Binoche. I might be mispronouncing the name, I do apologize. This movie came out in 2014, and I kind of wanted to see it back then, but I was freaked out because I read the reading label and decided that that might be too freaky. So I put up not watching this, but I thought, you know what, Anna, broaden your horizons, watch the movies that you kind of wanted to see a few years ago, and see what will happen. This movie was truly one of my favorites that I have seen that is an American production in a long while. I think the main reason is Anna really has trouble with rom-coms. I find them insipidly disgusting, usually. I'm not trying to be bad here, it's just... I really do. So, when I watched this one, I was like, this is maybe going to be a rom-com, and this is going to be really annoying. However, this is one of the few rom-coms that I have seen, and it really isn't quite a rom-com. It's not very comedic. It's really more of a drama. And I really like this movie because, in many ways, for those of you who know, I have a, ch uh, you, a podcast called What the BL because I obsessively like certain BL series. It's not because they're BL, but because of the topics they bring up in the dramas. And in the same way, Words with Pictures is a lot like it brings up the same kind of issues that a lot of the BLs I like bring up. They talk about things. They have a report. They basically rail against one another, but they do so in a thoughtful manner. And also, this drama, is what I'm going to call it, was a very well-made production. The Whoever wrote the script did a really good job. This story is basically about an English teacher in Maine. And he has kind of given up on his life. He's had a drinking problem for years. He's been kicked out of the most prestigious restaurant in his community. And he knows that he's probably going to be losing his job. He can't get rid of his alcoholism. Um, he has a great problem with vodka. And he basically doesn't have much to live for. His um, wife divorced him, I'm guessing, because of the alcoholism. And he also has a son who's in college and is trying to keep the connection with his dad, but is having trouble because his father has a very large drinking problem and it colors everything that his dad touches. And I think this movie really brought to light what addiction can cost people. It can cost everything and they don't want it to but there's such a craving for whatever it is that it overrides every sensibility they have and in walks the new art teacher and the art teacher is a very cold shoulder and i really liked the art teacher in this movie i don't know why maybe it's just anna but there's something about her personality that I found really cool, even though she is a tough woman. Um, this movie is set in Maine, and Anna is not prejudiced, but I did live up in Maine for a little over a year. And I have to say that women and guys from Maine are different than other parts in the country. I really admired many, many different traits of the people that I met in Maine because they are a very intelligent and also overridingly 
they are great at endurance. They are able to survive many different issues that come their way. Also, unfortunately, for those of you who haven't been to Maine, um, alcoholism is a big problem in Maine, um, especially like drinking and driving. This is something Anna learned when I was up there. It's like, boy, you do not want to be on the road certain times of the night. But anyway, um, I think they really captured the heart of what it is like to live in Maine and some of the people that live in Maine in this production. But the thing I think I like most about this production is the the back and forth banter between the art teacher and the English teacher of words versus pictures. Because the first day the art teacher arrives, she knows everyone hates her because she is a successful artist. She also has been told she is cold and heartless and she actually caned a teacher, I guess, in her previous school. I'm sure that she had a good reason for probably reacting the way she did, although she probably should not have came the teacher. But um, my guess is someone came against a student and she probably did something to prevent that from happening. But anyway, she's basically shown as being a, uh, it rhymes with itch, okay? But anyway, I think it's interesting because she's really not that at all. She's just has a wall of reserve as high as the tallest tower. And when she comes into the teacher's lounge that first day, she is dressed very presentably. She looks very artistic, but she also is uber stressed out because she has rheumatoid arthritis and is having to walk with a cane and an arm brace. And actually her sister had to come over to help her dress because she can't um, use her hands the way people can if they don't have rheumatoid arthritis. So she's uber stressed out because she's trying to be as professional as possible and also deal with a serious disability that she's trying to live day to day with where her legs won't function, her arms won't function the way that they were intended to. And so she sits down in the teacher's lounge and the English teacher just starts talking to her across the room and she ignores him. And then he continues to talk and she continues to ignore him. And so then he decides he's going to play the English game where he gives her a monosyllabic word and then she has to find uh, not mono, multi-syllabic word, and she has to find another word that would be a multi-syllabic word, and she doesn't want to play the game, and so she very clearly states she does not want to play this game, this is not her thing, and basically strolls out of the room in a half, and it's at this point, I think, that the teacher's like, the English teacher's like, yes, I finally have a good sparring partner. Because she really does help him to be a better person through her ability to sit there and go, I'm not going to play the game, but yet I'm still engaging with you. And it's interesting to see this progress through the movie from the words versus pictures battle, because she basically says that words are not truths, but pictures do tell truth. And he says words are truths and pictures don't tell truth. And so they basically have this sparring yet camaraderie between their the two of them and their classes and their students on what really has meaning in our lives. Is it words? Is it pictures? Is it a combination of the two? And by the end of the day, the students are able to 
actually engage with their studies, which they were not doing because they were busy texting on their phones, and also to have the teachers themselves, both the art teacher and the English teacher, realize who they are as people and to be proud of who they are in spite of the issues that they have to deal with. I think this is very poignant in the end because at the end of the day, the art teacher and the English teacher decide to start a relationship, which was probably a really bad decision the way that they did that. Just saying that's one of the parts in this movie that I was like, oh my goodness, do we have to go there? But anyway, but at the end of the day, they did start a relationship and then in less than 24 hours, the English teacher had gotten himself snockered and decided to, by accident, while he was drunk, damage her one painting she'd done in years that was actually going to be um, sellable for her and her, um, with her, what we say, art agent. And so at the end of the day, he decided to leave because he had totally messed that up. And she decided to take medical leave from the school because she had also had to have an impending knee surgery. And it's at this point that the English teacher realizes that his alcoholism is costing him way more than he wants to pay. And I think it's interesting because I think in life it's often determined by those catalyst moments. The moments that we might look at and go, these are important. These are like, you know, a blip on the radar, but those blips on the radar can sometimes have an unexpected effect. It's like you decide what you're willing to keep and what you're willing to lose. And I think for the English teacher, he had finally reached a point where he's like, I realize that if I continue down this road, I'm going to continue to hurt the people who I want to have relationship with the most. And am I really going to let that bottle of vodka keep me from the woman who I want to be with or the son who I had, who I want to have relationship with him and his fiance? Is that worth it to me? And it's at this point that the English teacher has a complete turnaround. I think the uh, excellent use of the word contrition was used in this production because you know I think the thing that happens in a lot of films and in life as well is people say oh I'm sorry for this and then they go on and do something equally and similarly regrettable with their life with their people that are in their lives they say they're sorry but they continue to hurt people that they care about and in this production I think an interesting thing happened because yeah we don't know how it played out at the end of this but what we do know is that the English teacher said, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to quit drinking. So he decided to join Alcoholics Anonymous. He got rid of the alcohol in his house. He had another fellow professor come over and help him clean out his house because he knew he needed the support, which he was not really wanting to request. He also went and talked to his son, which I think is one of the most pivotal moments in this whole production because his son constantly wants him to meet his fiance, or I think it could be a girlfriend, but I think it's his fiance. And he says, but his dad's always too drunk or not available. And it, his dad actually shows up one day sitting on the steps of his son's apartment and meets his son's girlfriend or fiance, Catherine. And he says, 
to his son, who his girlfriend or fiance goes back up to the apartment with a friend of theirs. And he then looks at his son. He says, you know what? I have massively screwed this up. And I have, you know, spent most of the life that you know me drinking. And I have done some other things that are quite regrettable. Like I, in the story, he took a poem of his son's, which was absolutely beautiful. And he put it in a magazine and claimed it was his because he was trying to keep his job. But at the end of the day, he says, you know what? I quit drinking. And I've also said that that poem was yours. And I am quitting working for that school because I know what I did was wrong. And I can't fix what I've done. And I'm not going to sit there and go, it's not terrible that your dad has always been drunk and always had a drinking problem because it truly is. But what I am going to tell you is I don't want to be dead to you. I don't want you to sit there and go, you know, my dad's been so bad for so long that I can't imagine him alive. I want to be someone who you know is living. And I want you to know that I am doing what I can at this point in time. And I will continue to try to make this better. And I think that this one moment with the son and the dad is one of the coolest moments in the movie. It's one of the best ways I've ever seen in a film production of dealing with a really hard issue and of dealing with an apology in a way that most people never would because they'd sit there and go, I can't sit there and do this because I'll be groveling my whole life. But it's not about groveling. It's about sitting there and telling the people you care about, I did this. This is what I did. I'm not going to sit there and sugarcoat it. I'm not going to sit there and pretend I didn't do it. I'm not going to sit there and go, you know, I did this, but these are the reasons why. I'm going to sit there and completely admit that I have X problem and that this is entirely my own and I'm not going to blame anyone else for it. But I'm also going to sit there and say that this problem that I have, I'm doing this, this, and this to remedy this. So this does not happen again. I have done what I can to make amends for the situation. And from here on out, I'm not going to do this again. And to actually mean it. And I think at the end of the day, one of the interesting scenes is the art teacher actually comes to basically a symposium they have on words versus pictures. Because she's been out from working at school for a while because of her knee surgery. And also I think because she really was hurt when she walked out the next morning after she and the English teacher had their little romantical moment and found that he had ended up dead drunk on her sofa and damaged her picture. Yeah, that was very smooth. So anyway, um, she finally shows back up to the school for the symposium and there is a scene there where the English teacher and the art teacher have a moment because the sister is going to see if they're ready for the meeting. I love her sister in this movie too, Sabine. Sabine is awesome. Sabine is like, you know, the little guard dog that sits there and goes, you've hurt my sister. I'm not going to kill you, but I'm thinking really dark and deep thoughts about you. And you know, we all need people like Sabine in our lives. They make it so much better. But anyway, so at the end of the day, she and the English teacher are sitting there and he goes, I want you to know that I'm sober now. And she says, oh, you've been sober for 35 days. Let's celebrate my your six pack. And he's like, you know what? I know that that's true. And I know that this basically really hurt our relationship because you know what? This isn't exactly the best part of me and I really mess things up. And he says, but was any of our relationship good? He said, you know, 
before I got drunk and messed up your painting and screwed everything up with that, our relationship, our back and forth banter, our romantical relationship, was that good? And she said, you know what? If it hadn't have been good, if our relationship hadn't been good at the start, I wouldn't be so angry about what you did at the end. I wouldn't be angry that you damaged my painting if, you know, it wasn't a good relationship to start with. And again, I, I loved this movie for the complete honesty of both characters because at the end of the day, yeah, there's this back and forth banter. Yes, there are reserve walls up like crazy. But at the end of the day, the thing I think that made this production really interesting was the two individuals, like the father and the son, the English teacher and the art teacher, were able to sit there and go, this is the way life is. We're not going to pretend it's not this way. We're going to sit there and be completely honest and go, this is the way it is. And to go there and go, but this is what we're doing now. And I think at the end of the day, the end scene of this movie, which is not perfect in its um, language, but the art teacher basically gives a discussion on why art is important, how it brings meaning to the words in our lives. And then the English teacher gets up and goes, this is how art and words are interchanged with one another and together perhaps rather than sitting there and going it's a battle between art and pictures sit there and go it's not a battle it's a journey that you walk together hand in hand words with pictures it reminds me of that song by Ed Sheerhan photograph which is an absolutely beautiful song which most people know about but if you haven't checked it out you should definitely see his original um, music video I mean that's one of the most amazing music videos I've ever seen for just a beautiful music video. I'm just saying, check it out. So anyway, but at the end of the day, the two individuals are sitting there after the huge symposium, after their students have shown their artwork, have given their words, and are sitting there and going, you know what? She's sitting there and going, you know, the sun's too warm. And he says, yes, and even the icicle will melt. And she calls him a bad name, and he calls her a bad name. And then they look at each other, and they just laugh. And I think this is quite funny because they both know themselves so well, and they both know their failings and also their triumphs. And I think that many times people end up becoming enamored with people because of the good qualities. But I also think sitting there and going, you know, if we didn't have maybe the things that we consider negative about the personality, maybe we wouldn't have the good qualities in the individual. For example, the reservation of the art teacher throughout this whole production, I think in many ways was one of her strengths because if she hadn't had that little bit of cold shoulder, she also wouldn't have had that little bit of endurance that she had. The ability to sit there and look at her rheumatoid arthritis and go, you know what? There are some days that this is going to be really hard, but I am still going to paint. I'm still going to create. And also when she says, you know, I used to paint the pictures that came to me. Now I realize that there are certain things I can't paint simply because of my disability. But what can I paint now with my disability that, you know, I couldn't paint then because I didn't think about it that way. And 
I would give this movie probably a 9 out of 10, although I will say I really wish at the end of the day they had not had that little romantical moment that ended in disaster. But, you know, I think it's also very real and true, at least in Western society, that that could totally happen. But also, it can lead to, as you can see in this production, um, some disastrous results. But anyway... I did really like this. This is one of the few rom-coms I have seen, actually not romantic drama, I would say, I have seen in many, many years that I can honestly say was quite surprising in its quality. I'm probably going to be buying this later today because it's one of the few that I'm like, you know, this is one I'm probably going to be re-watching quite a few times. And not because of the romantic aspect, but mainly because of how redemption was dealt with in this situation, how people made a change. And yeah, they were maybe very small changes. And maybe, you know, you could sit there and go, they should have been made a long time ago. But you can't go back, you can only go forward. And with that in mind, how do you go forward? And I think this was a really good example of how you go forward, how you look at a situation and go, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm going to live. And with that is my review of words and pictures. Check it at the round table. Bye.